Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. I don't think this is going to be a long episode because I wanted to talk about a few things that I noticed happening in WWE that I've talked about from a different perspective, but did not expect to become a reality. Now, as me and Mark will both tell you, we know that <laughs> we know that I, we know that we are aware that there are many people who listen to this podcast within the wrestling business, whether they choose to admit it or not. Some have admitted. Um, a lot of people that I'm associated with who are in WWE do do say, yeah, we give it a listen, this, that, and the other. Granted, that's maybe one or two, maybe three tops. But something strange happened a couple of weeks ago on this particular podcast. Um, oh, and let me once again reintroduce myself. My name is Dietrich Davis, and I'm one half of this illustrious podcast team of myself, once again, Dietrich Davis, and Mark Morell. With that being said, let me go back to the topic at hand. I think WWE might have taken my advice and forgot to cut me a check. Now, around this wrestling community, sometimes your ideas can be taken, moved, used, manipulated in many ways possible. But I know that someone within the WWE heard what I had to say because they responded to me privately on what they had to say. And I'm at the point where I'm ready to expose names and people in the WWE who are listening out there and taking uh, the work that we do and possibly using it as theirs. And they said, the person told me that, you know, I only listen to what you speak. I mean, you speak because you do have a great mind for the business of professional wrestling. If this plays out, I'm dead ass suing WWE. Or if I can, possibly, I will put my best foot forward to make something happen. So, on a past episode, I brought up the concept of making the main event of WrestleMania a tag team match main event. My concept originally was put the world heavy, we have the WWE Championship on Drew McIntyre. You should put the Universal Championship on his old teammate who now has a knee in- <laughs> who now has a knee injury, the modern day Maharaja, <laughs> if I'm saying that shit right. Um, and then putting the tag team titles on Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and having the main event one of the nights of this coming 2021 WrestleMania where it is the world heavyweight and universal champion versus the tag team champions of SmackDown and Raw combined. It's a great concept. I assume um, maybe I'm blowing smoke up my own ass, but it's putting it as giving uh, value to the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships by making it the main event. Imagine if the tag team championships was the main event of WrestleMania one with Hulk Hogan holding the world title and and Piper and um, what's his name holding the other title and holding the tag team titles and what if Hogan and Mr. T became the WWE tag team champions that would have put those belts at the top of the show would have gave the show more of a value more of this more of that WrestleMania 1 is a great value because it's created damn near 40 WrestleManias alright with that being said I see that Bailey is the SmackDown World's Heavyweight Champion. The World's Women's Champion, excuse me. 
And she's also a co-holder of the WWE Tag Team Championship with her partner, Sasha Banks. Very ironic. Not going to argue with that. That just happens to be, it happens to be. People hold belts all the time. But it seems like I've been told that Sasha Banks will be winning. And yes, I have been told that Sasha Banks will be winning the WWE Women's Raw's Championship. And I said, hold up, that's my concept. We're the two tag, I mean, and we all come up with similar concepts, but no one has been talking this ever. I've been very public about it. Where we have, now we have the concept of, instead you're doing it with the women, where Sasha Banks will be the Raw Women's Champion, Bailey will be the SmackDown Women's Champion, and combined they are the Women's Tag Team Champions. Putting all of the major gold and the tag team belts in perspective, on two very important and dominating women. Maybe I'm reaching here. But what if so what what if this is what they're doing and my whole storyline is proven that what I'm saying is correct? And what if Tessa Blanchard is on her way to the WWE? And like I've said on the previous episode, imagine Tessa and Charlotte, tag team champion, winning the tag team championships from Sasha and Bailey. Or what if it's just winner takes all at WrestleMania? I mean, right now is the time to worry about, you, they want the crowds back in the audiences. With the possibility of WWE scooping up one or two people during this whole outbreak situation during this COVID thing because even though it seems like it's coming to an end it's not over we knew we do know there's a second wave coming as things have spiked we know in Florida and Texas it definitely and, and I believe Maryland or something like that it has spiked WWE may officially now with, with talent catching COVID-19 and so and 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 wheeling themselves to health while carrying the coronavirus, WWE is going to have to start doing a lot of planning very well. And I believe right now, for the first time in a long time, they're thinking WrestleMania right now. Now, we do know the inevitable is happening. It is going to be Sasha versus Bailey at SummerSlam. Here you guys, it's very early in the morning. I wouldn't doubt if that became a reality. But I want to point out something, that WWE knows that they're having a roster issue. And they know with everything that's happening right now that the net with the, this past WrestleMania being what it was, with the allowance of audiences possibly being back in place by the time WrestleMania kicks in place for next year, I believe WrestleMania 38, if I'm correct, they're going, what WrestleMania just passed? Was it 37? This is how you know it's bad when, when you know WrestleMania you're officially when they go into WrestleMania 37. Excuse me. They're going to is going to be a two night event again. Again, there are going to be cinematic parts of WrestleMania once again. But when that crowd comes back into play, they're going to have to put the most powerful main events for night one and night two. Don't be shocked if you saw the concept of Dietrich Davis on WrestleMania night one, where you see possibly four women 
going to war for all four belts and winner takes all. Don't be shocked if it's a tag team main event for the women's World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. See, I'm no longer talking in the format of speculation. I'm talking in the format of reality. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to respect what I'm saying. You don't have to do any of that. You got to understand that exactly what I've said through people that I know is now becoming a reality in WWE. And it's a little bit frustrating. Let me tell you how I know people have been listening to what I've been saying. Because just recently, I've even been in contact with Impact Wrestling. Not Impact, excuse me. I've been in contact with the vice president, even though he dismissed me greatly. I presented a concept to company, to, to AEW specifically, about putting a virtual audience in the crowd. I know that information went over. I contacted every wrestler on the on on the AEW roster. I know that some of them talked to WWE because WWE was considering the same concept I was talking about almost to detail. And the concept was putting a virtual audience in the crowd. Now, I'm telling you this for a reason so you can understand why the concept of the women, what the, the two women holding all four pieces of gold is very important. Now, with that being said, I reached out to everybody in Impact, people that I knew, people I didn't know, even the vice president. The vice president gets back to me from Impact. Let me pull up his name so that you guys can have a point of reference and read exactly what he said back to me. See, because I don't play games. I'm about this media business, and I'm one of those people, let's get something done. I spoke to Nick Sobic, vice president of All Elite Wrestling, LLC. I said, hey, I would love to present an audience concept over at AEW. It is extremely high-bred. All I ask is for 30 minutes of your time uh, to talk this over. I knew he knew what I was talking about because I had sent out some details. He says, no thanks, but we appreciate you reaching out. This is not bullshit. I can prove it, this, that, and the other. There's some people that may mean nothing. But I know that I was being talked about amongst those network of individuals. And I know WWE got whiffed of this concept, which I refused to push to WWE because I knew no one in WWE would listen to me, though I have friends over in the WWE. I even reached out to three or four people over at Impact to pitch the same concept, the virtual audience where we, will, we can put 100 to 200 monitors inside of the actual seating areas in a, in a, in a private area. In a, in a, in a, just imagine 200 to 300 monitors on each side, and we will pull and we will video in podcasters and YouTube influencers or YouTube personalities that love professional wrestling and have them be the virtual audience from home so that their audio can be pumped in as the crowd noises. And on top of that, creating a wrestler and creating a more of a wrestling presence within the wrestling communities on immediate. Because a lot of those guys will pipe in and we can watch them watch the show or we can watch the show. And we know that, let's say, Mark and Dietrich are watching at home and our images will be on the screen with our respected podcast or YouTube channel on the bottom. 
endless promotion for everyone and if you wanted to sell virtual tickets to fans you could sell them for a couple of hundred dollars and you can have the fans who watch the show in groups or watch it at home pump their feeds in and now you have hundreds of faces maybe thousands from around the world celebrating and being a part of the wrestling scene now i was told hey Heard you spoke to some, heard you was emailing aggressively over to the people at Impact. I, I was also told from the same person, hey, love that episode about the concept of the world heavyweight champion, the universal champion versus Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley as tag team champions and having the biggest main event of WrestleMania on night number two. I said, oh, thanks, not thinking nothing of it, just grateful for another person listening to the show. I'm like, oh, thanks, I didn't think you listened, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 you're looking for work, uh, I'm still figuring my thing out, don't worry about me, this, that, and the other. And this was the conversation, this is no bullshit, no lie, I should have recorded it, I will now record it. But when you sit back and you see what you told a person, they're they talking about what you, and it's not, I can't blame them. My podcast, this podcast, me and Mark's podcast is public. And you're talking about Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre being universal and WWE champions and putting the SmackDown and Raw World Heavyweight uh, World Tag Team Championships on those two men and creating the biggest main event at WrestleMania where you have a winner takes all match and you got two stars that can be built to the to the to the to the rooftops and you got Brock and Bobby Lashley who are arguably the biggest stars in the company at this time and they're going to war and the main event of WrestleMania night 2 is gender WWE Universal Champion and Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champion with Drew as Raw and SmackDown, uh, well, not let's say, but excuse me, forgive me, forgive me. Drew as WWE champion, Jinder as Universal champion, and Brock and Bobby, Bobby Lashley with those two belts, and it's a winner take all. It don't matter if Brock and Bobby, it don't matter who pins who. Two men holding up three belts each is huge. It's huge. It changes the land front. You can go and you can leave WrestleMania with Brock and Bobby Lashley as the as the <laughs> immovable force and the un, and the undefeatable object. You know what I'm saying? You have that concept, or you can have it with Jinder and Drew McIntyre come out as the baby faces of the century. And Drew McIntyre gets that second WWE main event push at WrestleMania. You can even close it all up where, uh, I forget his name, is the referee of that match after Brock violates him when he says, I got kids. <laughs> you know, you could put 3MB back together just for that one night going in as him as the special guest referee of WrestleMania. See, there's certain things I believe storylines should have up. There's a lot of fan service in there. Because right now, you need to build the rest of the roster and that rest of the roster need to you, you need to focus on the Intercontinental Championship, and that will protect the tag team titles. Is putting them as high as they can. You need to focus on Apollo Cruz and the United States Championship. 
I'm just saying, a lot of people are listening, and I kind of would like a little bit of credit or a paycheck for the shit that I that I'm bringing up. I know Mark heard the concept, and he he wasn't. I don't. I could tell that he liked it, but he wasn't a fan of it. But in reality, that would be the biggest main event in wrestling and in, in current wrestling history. And now I'm seeing exactly what I said play out in the women's division with Sasha Banks and Bailey. The problem is they don't got two women to go to war with. But if Charlotte comes back in 2021 and Tessa Blanchett makes WWE her new home, exactly what I said will be the main event of WrestleMania night one with an audience. I don't care what no one say. It's not a mistake that Oscar and Sasha are about to go to war at Extreme Rules for the WWE Royal Women's Championship. It's just the truth. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Some people may say, Dietrich, are oh, you being bitter? Bitter. Excuse me, oh, Dietrich, you know, this, that, the other. Oh, Dietrich, this, oh, Dietrich, that. I've been pitching that storyline for three fucking months on this fucking podcast. Now I know in WWE who's listening. I know I've been reaching out to people in Impact to present and sell a concept. I'm about my money. I'm about my business. I just would like a little bit of respect. This is not a very large podcast. We are still in our infancy as we go into our 100th episode. Some podcasts never make it this far. I've said this before. But I know I have a, I, though we don't have the biggest presence, me and Mark, as a digital footprint with this podcast. Behind the scenes, myself, Dietrich Davis, I know I have a heavy verbal f- footprint. There was a once a time of a tag team group of myself and a gentleman by the name of Marty Blaze. And we legally were calling ourselves the original we're calling ourselves the two-man power trip and then we and then we seen that shit replicated 100 percent on monday night raw no bullshit no games yeah we were an indie group of guys yeah this that and the other but people pay attention and i have a way of networking extremely well i'm not mad that they're doing this i'm glad that they're doing this the women's tag team division needs a, needed a safety rung, and Sasha and Bailey are protecting those belts at this moment in time. And to put the Raw's heavyweight championship on 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 Sasha, uh, the the Raw's women's championship on Sasha, I'm not going to argue. But if I see a main event where it's Charlotte. And the new, the, the, and we know going to the WWE, we know it's going to happen. Tessa Blanchard, the children of the horsemen. I even coined, don't be shocked. To, I mean, I'll, I'll laugh if that's the name and they take it. Children of the horsemen. Show up versus, ba- versus Sasha and Bailey at the main event of WrestleMania 37. I'm going to be pissed. I will try to find a way and sue for tor- torturous interference 
or at least some acknowledgement. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just take the credit and be like, look, I was the one who presented, I created that. I know fellow podcasters and YouTubers who have had their shit stole one specific one where he had his gimmick, the exact details of the, the way he said the gimmick given to Cesaro. I remember the episode he said it, and then within a month, they gave it to Cesaro. The blueprint, the outline, every way he said it, it fucking happened. I forget the name of his YouTube channel. Forgive me. But I'm just amazed how at this point, you would think the wrestling business would reach out to the people creating the ideas and reach out to the people who are coming up to this concept because all of us as fans of professional wrestling come up with three dream matches and concept. I don't come up with dream matches. I come up with matches that helps the business that keep, that will help keep financial stability within the company. That's just a fucking fact. No game, no bullshit, 100% real. And for some of you, this may seem boring and it may seem like I'm reaching. You may think I'm reaching. But Vice President Nick Sobic knows I'm not reaching over at AEW when I pitched my virtual concept. And I know thousands of people. I know I reached out to over 100 people over at concept, 131 to be exact. Over at, I said concept, over at AEW. I reached out to a, a few people over at um what do you call that impact but i didn't reach and i reached out to one or two people over in wwe for the virtual audience concept but the person at wwe said hey heard your episode thought it was great and specifically pointed out specifically pointed out what i said i'm not bitter i'm not angry i just want some respect put on my name the name is Dietrich Davis. The podcast is Wrestlers with Experience. The illustrious tag team partner is Mark Morrell. And don't be shocked if a couple of things I said on this podcast becomes a stone cold reality. And if you think I'm blowing smoke up my ass, please tell, show me where the fire started at. This podcast is available on Google's podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, Podcast Attic, and many more to come. The website is being redone. It's www.ddod.tv where we we will be putting these podcasts up there exclusively for you to listen to if you just want to hear it directly from that particular show link. I thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you listening to me bitch and complain and be frustrated on this episode. I just wanted to be known. I know that I know that you know that you got that they that they are listening to me. And I would like to keep that up. Thank you for listening to me bitch and complain. I will speak to you guys soon. Uh, where we're going to be trying to give you content five to seven days a week. No questions asked. You guys are greatly appreciated.